back. I'm your host, Daryl Moody. This is Not In The Mood. This is the back-to-school edition. You know, normally this is a magical time of year for parents, uh, the time of year when our kids go back to school for the, fo- for the fall, and uh, life begins to resume normalcy. We've got football, back to school. Depending on where you live in the country, there might be a little crispness in the air. We are still months away from that here in central Florida. But for folks of you elsewhere, I'm sure you're enjoying slightly cooler temperatures. But, uh, you know, normally, under normal circumstances, in a normal year, this is the time of year when you're back to school shopping, you're getting your supplies, you're getting ready to get the kids back into school. Uh, But, of course, this is 2020, and everything has been impacted by the coronavirus pandemic, including schools. If you're a parent, you know that. Uh, I've been working from home when I have my kids for the last five months. And I'm a divorced dad. I have, you know, equal shared custody with my ex-wife. So, you know, the kids are only with me half the time. So I'm either working at home with them or I'm at the radio station doing my thing. So for the last five months, I've been in this perpetual learning and working from home hell with my kids. And I'm sorry, I'm a fairly intelligent person, but I'm not a teacher. I'm not trained to teach. I don't know how to teach kids. I don't know how to teach my kids. So... You know, I've been muddling through as best I can, but I got to be honest, you know, with a seven year old going into the second grade and a fifth year old, a five year old going into kindergarten, I don't feel like my kids are properly prepared to be where they are educationally. So if it were up to me, if it were solely my decision, my kids would be in class. My kids would be at school with their classmates, with a teacher, learning the traditional way that has worked for hundreds of years. Unfortunately, though, uh, when you're a divorced, divorced parent, you don't make those decisions by yourself. You have to make those decisions uh, with your former spouse. In my case, my ex-wife and I, she uh, is much more concerned about the kid's safety than I am. So her vote was essentially to keep the kids at home for the first nine weeks. My vote was essentially send the kids to school. Let's, let's get life moving. Uh, and as we all know, family law attorneys are expensive, so I just kind of deferred to her on this one, and and we decided to keep our kids at home for the first nine weeks and learn virtually. Now, to my school district's credit, they've come up with a much better platform this year as opposed to what we used for the last two months of last school year. But every school district is different, and every school district is going through the same rigmarole right now of trying to create those social distancing measures on the campus to protect the students, the, you know, the, the, the plastic shields and the spacing the desks apart and staggering lunch times and that sort of thing. So districts are coming up with various plans all over the country. And we are seeing some districts who are opening up their schools. Now, uh, as you know, I, I do some freelance reporting for smaller market radio stations across the country. So, I, you know, I find myself following the back-to-school story in different regions of the country, and it's different everywhere. But in Georgia, there have been a few school districts who opened up, brought the kids back in, and very quickly saw their coronavirus uh, transmission rates spike. And as a consequence, you know, kind of did a 180 and end up closing the schools. So there is one particular school superintendent who I was able to speak with last week who did the same thing. So this is in Warren County, Georgia, and I spoke with Carol Jean Carey. She's the superintendent of schools there. And I talked to her about her situation. Now, she's a smaller school district. I would not in any shape, form, or fashion compare Warren County, Georgia, to Orange County, Florida. Okay? But kids is kids as they say, and the transmission 
of this coronavirus seems to be pretty consistent no matter where you are. So while the district that we're talking about right now is significantly smaller than, say, Orange County, when you've got kids transmitting viruses, that's going to happen whether you've got a classroom with 10 kids or a classroom with 40 kids. So while this is a small school district and it doesn't necessarily translate to what we're seeing here in Central Florida, all you really have to do is kind of extrapolate the numbers out and you can see where we're going with this. The concern among some is that we're going to reopen the schools and the kids are going to get in and within days or weeks, we're going to see a spike in coronavirus cases. And in Warren County, Georgia, that is exactly what they saw. So this is my entire interview with Carol Jean Carey, superintendent of Warren County Schools. All along this March, we've been developing and refining and letting our parents know of a three-phase plan. One would be to start school regularly. Plan B would be to do the A schedule. Plan to be to do the learn from home. The problem is that Warren County is the least connected county in the state of Georgia. We have so many areas that have no cell phone service, so no internet service. So we spent a lot of time refining exactly what we would do with the AB schedule and how that would work, and it started out beautifully, no problem. We developed what software we would use how we would grade, how we would monitor, how we would set up if we were virtual. And I've ordered 12 of the Wi-Fi units to place in the community, but they're just not here yet. They were on back order. Um, Then we decided if we opened up, when we opened up either with everybody or on an A-B schedule, that we would front load instruction, benchmark all the kids, and make sure they knew how to use their Chromebooks in case we had to shut down completely very quickly. I did not expect to shut down like this. We have been following the numbers. I know a lot of people look at the Department of Health website, but those numbers are not correct. I have been working with the Department of Health in person so they had accurate numbers because the uh, like if you were tested in Augusta or at Urgent MD or at the hospital or somewhere else, your numbers are not included on that website, you know, that has all the numbers on it. So before we started school, we had had hardly any cases over the past the past two weeks before that, before we started pre-planning. And before we started school, our increase in cases over the week before was 0.8, which was less than 1%, where everybody else's was 25 or 30%. And so in agreement with the health department who approved all our plans, We said, if anybody can open, we can because we have few cases. We have almost no spread in the community. We can social distance, and masks are part of our uniform dress code. That was never a problem. Kids wore them. You know, teachers wore them. We masked all day long. And um, so we felt so good. But when I got to – so we opened up school. We had school one good week. We benchmarked everybody, showed them how to use the computer, did all that. We were ready to go the second week. But when I looked at Friday night's numbers, it scared me. And then when I looked, that were it was like five in one day. And I looked at Saturday's numbers, and it was seven. And I didn't have Sunday's numbers. Uh, it only showed two on the on the, you know, on that website. 
So I called Tiffany at the Department of Health Monday morning. I said, Tiffany, I just have an uneasy feeling. I said, we've been talking every single day. I said, so I need to know where we are today. And she says, oh, child, you got a problem. And I said, what's that? And we had had 11 cases the week before we started school. And last week we had 35 new cases. Some of them related to the school. I had to spend my time contact tracing, you know, and luckily, we didn't have anything that we had to really do, but I had to spend all this time contact tracing. We had a 218% growth over the week before. So in talking with her, it looked like that this was the spike that had not yet happened yet in Warren County, and we shut it down. Even though every child was socially distanced all day long during lunch, every part of the day, we didn't even have very many on our buses. They could even socially distance there. And um, and even though we wear, wore masks with that much spread and with as many cases as I had already had to run down, you know, well, this person tested positive and she's married to this person in your system or this sister has it and what about this brother, you know, you know that kind of thing. Um, we decided we better shut it down until the numbers improved. And it just happened to hit the first week of school. Had it hit the week before that, I would not have opened and were you able but, to trace a significant number of cases to your schools? No, but they were getting very close to the school. I had one employee who had only been around like two other employees, and we had all three of them tested, and they didn't come to work, you know, until they got the all clear. And then he was out for 14 days and all that. I had another, um, I had a student who was tested before school started, came to school all week not knowing that she was positive, got the test results last Saturday, so we, um, excuse me, last Friday night. So we contacted her teachers. We verified that she and the other students were masked and that they were six feet apart. She was asymptomatic. So we let the parents know to please monitor, you know, just monitor their children. There was not any really exposure. You know, they weren't close. They were, they were masked. And so, um, but then it kept being like, well, this employee lived with this person and she was exposed. So then we had to worry about that. And this this person was exposed and she's 16. Well, she was at home virtually learning. Well, did she have any other people in the household that come to school? And I was spending, you know, a lot of time doing that. But we didn't have any that would have affected the school that would, I would have had to send home individual notices on. So, um but with that spread, we just decided to close it down and, and look and see if, if this sort of eases up within a month, you know, or, and then we were. We, the good thing is we're so detailed and planned, and we're very transparent because we have been saying this since, like, May. You know, here are our three options. We can move from one to another overnight, which we did. And, um, you know, if the numbers increase, then we will, you know, we'll go back to the A-B schedule. Because that's working great for us, two to eight in the class or maybe ten at the most in a big room. That's, that's great. That sounds pretty nimble to me. I mean, to go to go from having face-to-face -to, -face to to only virtual learning in a day, that just sounds like a logistical nightmare to me. How many students are we talking about here? Uh, we have uh, approximately 650. All the virtual, we had 40% of our students choose virtual from the beginning. So we are already monitoring them daily. So the rest of them could start, if they were in middle high school, they could have started on Tuesday. But if you didn't have a computer, 
that's a, that's another thing. We it takes us, you know, we've got to um, get the computers set up for each child. So we're having computer checkout next Monday. So you so if you didn't have a computer at home and you're middle and high school, you're going to start virtual on Monday when you come get your computer. We'll have it ready for you. We got to drive through, pick up, check out, and you're done. And then for elementary, we were starting everybody of the virtual on Monday anyway. And so they'll those who are not already at home will come pick up their computers and instruction will begin on Monday. And then hopefully by the end of the week we'll have those Wi-Fi units that we can put out in the community to help. And so if I understand correctly, you're going to reassess in about a month, less than a month. Yeah. Talk to me about that process. I will, I'll be wanting to look at the, the, like, where the numbers are, how many active cases, not total cases, how many potentially active cases do we have? I can get with um, Tiffany to see how many of those would potentially impact the school. But the main thing is then the spread. What is the growth rate of the spread? Because I, I know you, a lot of y'all look at these maps, you know, if you're bright yellow, you're this, or, you know, pale yellow. And we went from pale yellow to red, like, in three or four days. So that's the take of the Warren County, Georgia school superintendent and how she came to her decision to close her schools just a week after opening them. And what I want all of us to think about as we continue on in this coronavirus back to school journey is we've got to be patient. The teachers and the administrators at our kids' schools are faced with an almost impossible task. And I know it's frustrating. And believe me, I've got a temper. I get frustrated easier than a lot of people. And I've lost my temper numerous times over the last five months with the whole learning from home and working from home. But here we are, don't really have a choice. So my advice to you folks, be patient with your teachers, be patient with your administrators. And, and as Carol Jean said, we've got to be flexible. You've got to be able to roll with the punches in a sense. We all tell our kids, hey, listen, go with the flow, go with the flow. I think it's time for us as parents to take the same advice, be patient. We're all in the same boat. Regardless of how you feel about it, there's probably somebody else who feels the same exact way in a similar situation. We're all getting screwed. You, me, your friends, if you've got kids, you're struggling right now. So take heart. I know everybody's been saying it, but it's kind of true. We're all in this together, so hang in there.